0: This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news, combined with hope, by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Hello, Brennan House here in for Mike Lindell. Mike is in Florida tonight with some very important meetings. He's been in various meetings all day today. I've talked to him about five or six times. Uh, and so he's a busy guy as we all know. And so tonight he wanted me to convey to you that he's in Florida, he's working on some things there in Florida with some leaders, and uh, the, the work goes on, the work goes forward. Tonight in the Lindell Report, I'll be joined by State Representative Mark Fincham, who's also running for Secretary of State in Arizona. He's one of the people that signed on to the resolution to decertify the electoral votes there in Arizona. We broke that story here last night, and it's certainly gaining track, gaining traction. Then we'll be joined about the 6.30 Central Time mark by State Senator Kelly Townsend. And uh, it's going to be a busy, busy news night. We also have multiple guests lined up for Brandon House Live tonight uh, that will include a lot of very important stories, including Sharona Bishop, who will be with us to discuss the fact that Tina Peters was detained today, handcuffed and detained today, by the fbi for a period of time we'll let you know about that which many believe is just pure harassment and intimidation we'll also be joined by annie cyrus giving us an update on iran and the biden regime giving billions of dollars to iran and we'll also be joined by jason pratt who was uh well they're going after his gun shop in a suburb of denver colorado the progressives are they don't apparently respect the second amendment or those that defend it and then we'll also be joined by the ian the new jersey uh athletic club owner remember him who would not shut down his business during covid because he needed to keep his business open and keep from going belly up well i think he's running for u.s congress he's running for something but he'll be my guest tonight as well all that in the brandon house live time slot but first again this hour the lindell report representative mark fincham and state senator kelly townsend and who knows who else might join us along the way joining us now however is representative mark fincham who is also running for secretary of state in the state of arizona representative fincham welcome back to the lindell report and lindell tv
1: thank you brandon it's good to see you again
0: you too you've been a busy guy i think i've seen you on a couple shows today Let's talk about this uh, resolution to decertify, sponsored by you and other reps as well as senators. Um, We kind of, I think, got the first crack at it last night, showing it, talking about it. We went through the whole thing. We read the entire thing. Uh, We were on the air with that, Mike and I, for two hours last night uh, because this is so important. We also learned, uh, Representative, that um, your Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers, came out and reported in a tweet that this is all completely unconstitutional. Tell me how things are going there on the ground in Arizona today.
1: Well, perhaps the speaker should have read the um, resolution. Uh, it Not only does it lay out, uh, I think, eight pages of evidence, seven and a half pages of evidence, it also lays out a very clear um, plenary authority, which not only is resident in the United States Constitution, but it is also uh, enshrined in a number of cases that are Supreme Court cases, um, not the least of which is McPherson v. Blecker, which is uh, goes all the way back to 1892. Um, then, of course, we've got Bush v. Gore and some of the others. But in uh, the Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, um, the, the state shall appoint in such a manner the time, place, and manner for choosing electors. Um, So that's the foundation of this. Um, You add to that the fact that the court has ruled on a number of occasions, no less than three, and my hat's off to uh, uh, John Eastman, constitutional scholar, George Wentz, constitutional scholar. Um, These are individuals who specialize in in examining and and putting these cases together. Um, uh, uh, Rob Nadelson is another one. I can't leave his name out. So the, the resolution drew on evidence that was provided, not just by uh, the audit for Maricopa County, but also for some public hearings and some of the other uh, information that has come our way, evidence that has come our way. And by the way, it, we are still collecting evidence. <laughs> it seems that every, every day there is something new that catches our attention. And now that the audit is done um, for Maricopa County, Everything that comes on after it is just additional evidence that we are forwarding on to the Arizona Attorney General's office. But at the end of the resolution are are, uh, 13 points that basically lay out the pathway that is constitutional, it is legal, the Supreme Court says it is legal, so I'm mystified why the Speaker of the House in Arizona would make an unsupported claim such as he did, and then of course do it on Twitter.
0: Yeah, um, let's yeah. show, Logan, the uh, point 12 and 13. You've already made reference to it, but there it is for those who uh, want to see it for themselves. We went over this again last night. Points 12 and 13 cite two different U.S. Supreme Court decisions that clearly state that the state legislature legislature can resume power at any time and pull these things down, pull back these uh, uh, appointed electors. Right, and
1: the point that I, I wanna make here very clearly, this is not about President Trump or President Biden. It's not about either person. The point of this is that the elections in those counties, and it's not even about the electors, quite frankly, the elections in those counties are irredeemably compromised because it breaks in chain of custody, because of dead people voting, because of sloppy records because of violations of the election procedure manual, which, by the way, each element is in there, they're crimes. Whether they're a misdemeanor or a class 6 felony, they're crimes. These are things that were done or not done that are have a criminal penalty to go with them. So all of that has gone to the Attorney General's office because the legislature is not in the business of investigating crimes. That is up to the executive branch, and that office would be Uh, the Attorney General. Now, we are seeing public policy come out of that. We have a whole bunch of bills that are making their way through the Arizona legislature right now. Everything from currency grade fraud countermeasures paper, all the way up to um, regulating how drop boxes can be used, the size of precincts, all of the things that were used to cheat. Now, our job as the legislature is to make it easy to vote but hard to cheat. Let's just all agree on that premise. We want everybody to have a voice in, in how they are governed. That is the consent of the governed. But we also have individuals, in fact, you know, the, the Tina Peters incident today up in, in uh, Colorado is utterly disgusting. You've got an individual who suspected that a secretary of state was about to commit a crime. So what did she do? She preserved evidence. Which, by the and, way, uh,
0: is, it, it, is according to state law to back yeah. it up, to back those files yeah. up. Yeah.
1: So uh, this is what thuggery looks like. This is what a Marxist government looks like. And I'll have none of it on my watch here in Arizona. Um, that's one of the reasons that I am running for secretary of state. I wanna see to it that we make it easy to vote but hard to cheat. And when we do find people to cheat, they get prosecuted. There's got to be a consequence to this. So I'm calling for the uh, election results in Maricopa County, Pima County, and Yuma County to be set aside. That means that nobody gets those votes. Nobody. They don't go to. They don't go to Biden. They don't go to Trump. Nobody gets those votes. Now, the net result of that is that we sent a message to the Speaker of the House in Congress and the President of the Senate in Congress, and informed them that they don't get to use our Electoral College electors. That we're reclaiming those. They come off the table because we can't declare a clear um, victor. Now, they would say that, well, it's too late, it's already been decertified. Um, that's not what the Supreme Court says. And the longstanding jurisprudence, the Supreme Court says that we can intervene at the time of choosing by the legislature. So again, I go back to the remarks made by the Speaker of the House here in Arizona. It's unfortunate. Um, I wish that he would have uh, taken the time to actually read the document because there is ample jurisprudence, ample cover for the legislature to take action and more importantly, I, when there is a fraud that has been shown by evidence, I mean, this is, this is rock-solid evidence. When we can show that a fraud exists, if there is not a consequence going forward, how do we prevent it in the future?
0: Absolutely. There's got to be a
1: consequence.
0: So what is the deal with the Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers? I mean, we've got the same problem going with the Speaker of the House, in Wisconsin. Voss, uh, he is the problem there with Representative Tim Ramtham's resolution to pull down the electors of Wisconsin. So we got a Speaker of the House in Wisconsin, Republican. We got a Speaker of the House in Arizona, Republican. What is it with these guys? Are they are they bullied? Are they bribed? Been bribed? Blackmailed? Bought? Are they bought? I mean, I'm reading the book by uh, looking at the book by uh, uh, Peter Schweitzer, all these Republicans, not to mention the Democrats, but all these Republicans that have taken Chinese money and worked for Chinese lobbying firms and all the Chinese money going around, and I haven't asked myself, you know, have some of these people been bought? What is your thoughts? I'm not
1: going to disparage another member. Um, that is a question to be asked to the member. Um, I, I don't know what is provoking this especially when I, in a very business-like manner, went through the evidence, documented the evidence. I mean, I'm a retired criminal investigator. This thing reads like a report that I would have written as such. Now, of course, we put it into the legislative legalese and all that, whereas, 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 be it there This reads like a police report. It reads like an evidence book that you would take to court that a prosecutor would say, okay, Officer, please tell me about this and tell me about that. And what did you find here? And and what did you record there? And then, of course, you're asked for the conclusions. Well, here are the conclusions. This is for all the world like a legal memo. And it was designed to be that way so that we could walk members through if they would take the, the thoughtful time to look at it. Walk members through, here's the evidence, here's what the evidence says, here's the law, here's what the law says, here's the conclusion. It's not that hard, so I'll leave the response from individuals, including the speaker. I'll leave that to them. Um, but to to assert a claim that cannot be proved, um, that's a problem. And you know the the speaker has made a claim that can't be backed up, and that is that this is a, this 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 entire exercise is unconstitutional. Which I'm, I'm I'm looking for his attorneys and what they would say. Because I've got my attorneys, and my attorneys are unequivocal. They have the jurisprudence to back up their their assertion. I'm still waiting to hear from the other side.
0: And of course, we would um, we would invite Rusty Bauer to come on here and debate any of these professors and constitutional experts on why he believes it's unconstitutional. But for some reason, I bet you he won't come on here for a live, friendly debate, would he?
1: I wouldn't preclude that. I would at least make the invitation.
0: And we have. We- we have we, we did last night and we're extending it again tonight. We live; it can't be edited. He can come on here and make his case why this is unconstitutional. But as you already stated, we've got lawyers that are whether well, even in in the resolution they're laying out the court cases. They're quoting them right there.
1: Yeah, an unsupported claim. So I, you know, I I was Where's very cautious to make sure that I had supporting documentation for every letter. Every jot, every till date that is in this document.
0: Where does it go from here? I had Kelly Townsend on my 60 radio stations today and here on Lindell TV as well. And she was trying to, you know, she she was laying out the numbers. I don't remember them. But the numbers we need in the House and the numbers needed in the Senate for this to pass, what are those numbers looking like?
1: So we have to have 31 members in the House and 16 members in the Senate to adopt the resolution. 31 and 16. 31 and 16. That is is—that's kind of the, actually in, in Arizona, the, uh, the standing rule is 31, 16, and 1. So you need to have 31 in the House, 16 in the Senate, and one in the governor's office. But the governor's office does not play in this. This is a purely legislative branch event. The judiciary, no role. The executive, no role. Wow. This is a legislature alone. That's why we have separation of powers, and the, the history behind that, quite frankly, Brandon is, you know, the when when you run for office as a representative or as a senator, you truly are the state government official closest to the people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, in my district, we have something or something between 275,000 people that elect two representatives and one senator. So, if you parse that down a little bit, roughly one hundred twenty five thousand people. Uh, I'm accountable to in my district. Well, the governor, for example, secretary of state is elected by over six million. So you see how close you get to being to that that smaller group of constituency. And that's that's the reason that we have our government built the way it is.
0: So what do you how do you think the numbers will pan out for you?
1: Well, you know, there's some folks that have said, "Well, you only got 11 signatures." Well, okay, there are members that, frankly, didn't have time to sign. Um, we were under a deadline. That uh, resolution had to be dropped off at the clerk's office no later than five o'clock yesterday. Why? Why? Think... Why? Well, because it's it's a uh, it's a deadline that is adopted by House rules. Um, at some point, you have to have a cutoff date for introduction of bills, and yesterday at five o'clock, that was the cutoff date. Okay. Um, I didn't get the uh, the finished introductory set of documents until late Friday. Um, we scurried around, and got as many people as we could to get uh, signed Friday, Saturday over the weekend. obviously no not many members are around. Um, during the day on Monday, we got as many more signatures as we could, and the time came that we needed to drop it. and so there are members i'm I'm sure that will want to vote for it, but didn't have time to sign on. And the same thing is true over in the Senate. Um, now, do I think that we have enough members? Uh, perhaps not, but there's the opportunity for your viewers to call, write letters, write emails, and I'm, I'm, I'm begging, do not demand action. We've, we've had people demanding action now for uh, a year and a half. I think the time now is for encouragement. You know the facts. Everybody can see the facts. That's why this is very transparent. That is one of the other reasons for me dropping the resolution, so that everybody in the United States can read the proof, they can read the evidence, and they can see the pathway. So now it's a case of reaching out to members of the House and Senate and encouraging them to follow this pathway and to act on what is plain as day on the pages, nine pages of this this resolution. So if people go to azleg.gov, That's Arizona legislature abbreviated, A-Z-L-L-E-G dot G-O-V. You'll see a tab that says Senate and a tab that says House. If you click on those, you'll see a member roster. It gives you their emails. It gives you their phone numbers. And I would urge folks, please let them know how you think. Offer encouraging words. Please carefully examine the evidence that has been presented in the resolution. Carefully examine the jurisprudence and the, the, the map uh, to a pathway uh, in order to act on this resolution. Now, do I think that we're going to get 31 members without the Speaker? There may be some Democrats who look at this and, and come to understand that if they don't vote for this, if they don't look at this and set this aside, That seat that they like to enjoy sitting in, quite frankly, will probably be lost to them in the next election by somebody who challenges them. Hmm. As I said before, this isn't about a person. This is about the republic. This is about our form of government. And this is about the relevancy of the legislature.
0: So you believe, based on that comment I'm gathering, Representative Fincham, you believe that the will of the people is such and so great that those that do not take this seriously, this will become an election campaign issue. They'll, they'll be primaried or losing the general.
1: I think that that's, that's absolutely true. I mean, you, you, we look at, for example, the uh, Rasmussen poll that came out here, I think it was about eight weeks ago. I'm looking forward to the next one. 51% of America does not believe that the election was legitimate. That's Rasmussen. That's, they're not exactly
0: a conservative-leaning polling outfit. Which, which tells us it's probably much higher than that.
1: Well, it's there's a good chance it's higher than that. But I also remember that they had done a poll quite some time ago that was down in the, the high 20s, and then they did one that was in the mid-30s, and then one that was in the mid-40s. So this has gained traction, and the, the more evidence that is out there, and I, I, I just praise God for you know networks like this one, um, and what Mike Lindell and you have done to, to get the word out, legitimate news. So, you know, we've talked on Victory News with, uh, the, uh, with that network, um, some of the others, OAN, Real America, all of those, getting the message out and getting the evidence out. People are now coming to understand that the, the republic has caught a cold, and the medicine is not going to taste so good, but there are, are things that we have to do, in order to deliver consequences to those who cheat. That's about as simple as it gets.
0: Absolutely. Let's show the website. Um, I'm glad you put that out. AZLEG.gov. There it is. There's the website. Yep. Good-looking website. Uh, so go to the Senate and click that. Okay, so hover over the Senate, and then it pops up this menu here, and you see members. Yep. Click members.
1: the members list.
0: Boom, there they are. There it is. There they are.
1: So I, I just really want to emphasize, this is a time for encouragement. This is not a time for pounding your, your, your fist on the desk and making demands. This really is a time for encouragement. Members need to be encouraged to look at the law, look at the evidence, look at the jurisprudence. You have the power to take action. And you know there's, there's a legal doctrine that says, right of action cannot arise from a fraud. Basically, that means if you get caught stealing something, you don't get to keep what you stole. Hmm. So, it's up to the Arizona legislature to take care of that. Is it going to be easy? No.
0: Well, I'm really glad that you provided this uh, website. Again, folks, look at what he's done here, providing this azleg.gov. You see the house, hover over it, provides the members right there. That's the synonym, I should say and members do the same thing with the House, hover over it, another menu pops up and you see the members there. So you can let your elected officials know, or any of you across the country, what about that in fact, uh, and you can email them folks and just get, be respectful, but what about that uh, Representative Fincham? Do people outside of the state of Arizona carry any weight with people in Arizona when it, we're talking about a federal election? Um, I.
1: <laughs> what happened in Arizona affected Vermont, and Montana, and Idaho, and Michigan, and Ohio. What happened in Georgia affected those same states. Because we are a collection of states, what happens in one state affects the other 49. So when we are going to set matters straight, and I believe it was Jefferson who said, leave it to the people because they will set affairs straight. Well, now's the time for the people's champions, if you will, to act. act. Um, I've been, I think, in uh, roughly, I think, 17 states over the last five, six months. Um, speaking on election integrity to let, a number let me, of let, different let me
0: interrupt you right there. You personally have been to how many states? I think, last, I've lost track.
1: It's 15 or 17, something like wow. that.
0: Wow, in what time period?
1: You know, uh, over the last five or six months.
0: Wow. So you've got a lot of people asking you to come in and speak in their state. What is their motivation in bringing you in to speak, an Arizona representative running for secretary of state? Are they wanting you to come and say, uh, this is what we're doing in in Arizona, this is what you should consider doing in said state you're visiting? What is their motivation for bringing you in?
1: Well, I think the the sub-narrative is justice denied. They believe that justice has been denied. And, you know, America, in spite of what the left might like to tell people, we're a just nation. We believe in just causes, and when it's clear that there's a, a cognitive dissonance between what we see and what we're being told, people don't—they don't like that. Right. They're not going to allow that to be shoved down their throat. And you know, now they're being told, "Well, you have to have vaccine in order to keep a job. You have to have a mask to, in order to get out in public." They've had a gutful,
0: yep. and
1: yep. what they're living through right now is a Marxist world, and they don't like it. I agree. So they're looking for a champion, and somehow I've been thrust into that role. But what my message is to the folks that I go to visit and speak at is, look, you've got some local champions. Tina Peters, there's a champion. There's a champion. You've got folks that are in your communities that you need to get behind. So when I I was in Nashville, uh, then I was down in McAllen, Texas. Um, This was a couple of weeks ago. The, the the same thing over and over again. Who's going to be our champion? Who's going to be the one who will stand up for the people and the interests of the people instead of the interests of government? You know, elections belong to the people. They don't belong to the government. Absolutely. They don't belong to the bureaucracy. They belong to the people. So it's pretty natural, I guess, for me to then just come out and say, look, here's how we've done it in Arizona. Did I put my own name, my own treasure, my own my own honor on the line yeah I did and the reason I did that is because I love my country and I hate what I see people who are more interested in power than service yeah. I hate I see them doing to our country so I'm willing to do that fight I'm willing to help other people tell me money with this heck I'm not even able to cover my own expenses
0: Wow tell us uh, before we let you go and have State Senator Kelly Townsend who also sponsored this with you and others how is your uh, race going for Secretary of State?
1: Pretty well. Um, if people want to take a look at some of the news about that, it's VoteFinchem.com. That's V-O-T-E-F-I-N-C-H-E-M, like Mark, dot com. And we've had
0: it on, on the screen there, so hopefully folks will go oh, visit there. So thank you very you got, much. It's been there the whole time you've been talking, which is good. Um, well, we've got a-
1: we got a big number we got to raise. Uh, we did a, a our campaign finance report for, for the first reporting period it was pretty healthy. That came in at six hundred sixty thousand dollars raised, which wow. I think that raised some eyebrows. I bet and it did. Right now, our objective uh, by the end of March is one point five million dollars. So that's a pretty heavy lift. If people visit and want to make a contribution, I very much would appreciate it. Um, but more importantly, the uh, the polling that we see right now. Uh, makes it look like I'm the presumptive candidate. We're 20 points ahead of the opposition in the primary. Um, I think the Democrats are freaking out because all they can talk about is QAnon and conspiracy theories, and it's like, wow, you guys really do believe in that stuff, don't you? And wow. here you talk about conservatives being those folks. No, no. So we're it's doing it's doing well.
0: And you're and tell me again when the primary is. The primary will
1: be the first Tuesday of August. Okay. So we are now uh, we're now beginning to enter the zone. We've got uh, probably two months, maybe three months, more of uh, hopefully only two months more of legislative time. But as soon as we end the legislative session, it will be one hundred percent full on campaign, right up to uh, the primary. So, you know, we're I'm I'm, I'm fearful that this is going to end up being a two and a half to three million dollar endeavor. Oh wow. Um, To the general, but we know that the the Marxists, the Bolsheviks, the the bad guys are going to spend a lot of money because they got a lot of money to spend. George Soros, George Soros people. Yeah, those guys, those guys. Wow. And there's others. Yeah. So they're going to roll in here with a lot of money. We run a pretty efficient campaign. Um, We're conserving our funds so that I've always tried to be a good steward of the the money that people give for a campaign. Typically, in my legislative campaigns, I spent a third of what the opposition spent uh, and usually prevailed by at least four or five, six, seven points. So I think we've got a good message, um, and that is that we are in relentless pursuit of election integrity. And as Secretary of State, I will see to it that we take steps to fix those things that are broken. I mean, I'm a Six Sigma process engineer guy, so... I, I tend to look at things as, as process maps and let's identify those things that need to be fixed and then set about fixing them.
0: Excellent. There it is, vote votefincham.com. State Representative who sponsored this decertification resolution along with others in the House and Senate and running for Secretary of State. As always, we appreciate your generosity with your time, uh, Representative Fincham. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it, Brandon.
0: Thank you. I know we'll be talking to you again and again, and again. One of the uh, guys on the ground fighting it good and hard for for freedom, for liberty, for patriotism, for the, maintaining our constitutional republic. We appreciate him. Now we come back, we're gonna take a quick break. We come back, we're gonna go to State Senator Kelly Townsend. So there are folks in the House that sponsored this, folks in the Senate. She's also running for the U.S. Congress. She's a military veteran as well. She's a regular guest here and she'll be with us right after this break i'm brandon house in for mike lindell who's on business tonight in florida in some very very important meetings he may call in i wouldn't hold your breath but that is an option that is a possibility Uh, I talked to him about that, and and, uh, he said, maybe I'll call in. I said, well, great, please do if you can. We'll see if he has the time. But uh, he is involved in some serious meetings tonight, and so uh, he said, hey, House, can you sit in for me? And I said, absolutely. So we're here, we're holding down the fort, and we're continuing to focus on this very important issue and national story that impacts all of us, what's happening in Arizona as well as what happened in, of course, Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin, right? All these other states. But you heard Representative Fincham talk about the fact this impacted everyone in the country because we're talking about federal elections as well, not just state. So we'll talk to State Senator Kelly Townsend right after this, don't go away.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of My Pillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and My Pillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. For example, you can get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99 a set. That's a savings of 60% and the lowest price in history. And remember, they're made with the world's best cotton, grown where the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea and the Nile River all meet. They come with my 10 year warranty and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to get my Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $39.99, the lowest price in history. If you do it right now, I'm also going to include a free gift with your
0: purchase. Thank you and God bless. And that free gift right now, folks, if you look at the screen, Logan is Mike's book. So Giza Dream sheets as low as $39.99. And they're going to throw in Mike's book as a free gift, What Are the Odds? The Life Story of Michael and Dell. It's an excellent book. Uh, $19.97 value uh, thrown in with uh, Giza Dream Sheets. Use that promo code L77. Also, 50% off the slippers as well. Use that promo code L77. And then um, pillows as low as nineteen ninety-eight. Promo code L77. The six-towel set. It's low as twenty-nine ninety-nine. Use the promo code L77. Keep Lindell TV going Supporting the work of Mike Lindell. Joining me now is State Senator Kelly Townsend. She's literally, I think, coming right out of a hearing there in uh, the state capitol, at the state capitol. Senator Townsend, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Lindell TV.
3: Thanks for having me on. Good evening.
0: Well, it's great to have you with us. Um, I just had Representative Mark Fincham on. We were talking about the resolution that you signed on to. I had you on my radio show today on those 60 stations, terrestrial stations, as well as here on Lindell TV, we were simulcasting. And um, so I want to visit with you a little more though here, even though I had you on today, because I want to make sure our prime time audience hears this. We can't talk about what's happening in, in Arizona too much. Uh, let me start with that. People watching tonight in other states may say, well, whoa, what do we care about what's happening in Arizona? I think uh, this is a national issue. And what's happening in Arizona is not only about a federal election, but it's setting the example for other states, and you're making the case. Can you speak to this issue?
3: Well, absolutely, and Arizona uh, was obviously the, the first state to step out, and uh, this has never happened before, uh, to my recollection, and it has been, for some people, um, a trying time, and to, to step out in the face of such criticism, even to the point where they're calling us conspirators to defraud the United States, you know, by uh, putting forth a fake slate of electors, is what they're calling it, which was actually an alternate slate of electors, which is not unprecedented. We had Hawaii do that in the 1960s. Um, we really have some serious pushback. So to step out in the midst of all of that and stand for integrity, to stand for the rule of law, to stand for accountability and say, no, something's wrong. And it's not about going forward and making sure it doesn't happen next time. It's about looking back to see what did happen. And the more we look, the more we find. And it's just not okay to turn our eyes from that and forget that it happened. uh, If we're worried about our own next election, if we're worried about um, being called names or accused of something, we just need to do what's right. We just need to do what's right, and when we did that, um, other states started doing the same thing. I'm not saying that we're responsible for what they're doing. Um, I got to be honest. I, I had an email uh, three times. She emailed me asking me to fact check something where you have two guys in Arizona claiming that they were single handedly responsible for the audit, and was that true? And could they make that claim? At, and I answered her back and said, if anybody gets any kind of credit, it's the folks that brought the Bibles, the crosses, and honestly, those shofars, those those ram's horns, blowing those and asking God, you know, please help our state, please help our country. It's the prayers of all of you. It's the prayers uh, of the faithful, of those who love this country and got on their knees before God publicly. All of those who asked, and, and it's really the, the, the credit goes to God Himself, right? God God gets credit for this, and He is moving in the United States of America. And while God moves, you also see darkness moving to try and, you know, to black out the light. Does you know, the, the enemy of democracy of this republic hates what we're doing and wants to continue to conceal it to chastise us, and could go on and on. But really, this is God doing this. Arizona just happened to be step one of a bigger plan. I hope that the other states uh, also jump on board and say, we are going to right the wrongs of 2020.
0: Excellent. Tell me about the resolution and in regards to the Speaker of the House, Rusty Bowers coming out, I guess on social media, uh yesterday saying that your resolution is unconstitutional what <laughs> we've asked him to put up or shut up in that come on here and debate uh the constitutional scholars we we particularly named one professor who's a constitutional scholar who i guess has written an article uh defending this 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 work um I don't think we'll hear from Rusty Bowers, but what is what is his situation as Republican Speaker of the House? Why are we running into all this, these problems? Ask asked this of Representative Fincham. Why are we running into all these problems, whether it's the Republican Speaker of the House in Wisconsin, Voss, or the Republican Speaker of the House in Arizona, Bowers? What is going on, and what, on what basis does he say it's unconstitutional but provides no evidence, even though your resolution lays out two Supreme Court cases that say the legislature does have the power to pull back these electors?
3: Well, I, I've been doing a lot of research myself, and I want to be on the right side of the Constitution, of course, and I have somebody I very much respect, feel that there's no pathway to undo um, what, what's what been done, and I, I very much respect that person, and don't have permission to say his name at the moment, but um, I also have others telling me that there is a pathway, and that there, you know, fraud vitiates everything, and that if it was fraudulent, then uh, you know our statutes say the person with the most legal votes wins. So if these aren't legal votes, or you can't establish if they're legal votes because our statutes were broken, laws were broken, chain of custody was broken, serial numbers are missing or obstructed—I mean, all the things that we could list—and and your viewers know by now—if um, that's—if you're not able to establish that any candidate got the most legal votes, then we have to nullify the election and we have to do it over again. And, and so that's, that's standard, it's happened before. The question is, is a presidential election, is it different? You have differing opinions. And so now here I'm faced with um, respectable people giving me two opposite opinions and I have to make a decision, right? right. And so I feel that if there is a chance if it is possible, then I want to move to do it. And, and then, you know, if we need to amend the resolution, if we need to go a different direction, um, then we'll do that. But to do nothing is not an option.
0: Well, look at the resolution. We did this with Representative Fincham. Uh, you know, point 12, the article, the, that Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2. Whoop, did we just lose her? All right, we just lost her. We'll take a quick break because I want, I want to finish this interview with her. We'll take a quick break, reconnect with her and be right back after this break.
2: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and My Pillow, but also millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all your support. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products now, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear and my new beds. We are offering the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have the standard size MyPillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regularly $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive these exclusive offers. Thank you and God
0: bless. All right, we're back. We made reconnection with Senator Kelly Townsend. So Article or uh, Section 12 here, our point twelve in your resolution, uh, you and the other uh, senators and state reps, that You state that Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the United States Constitution provides in relevant part that, quote, each state shall appoint in such manner as the legislature therefore may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators' representatives to which the states may be entitled in the Congress, end quote. The Supreme Court has described the constitutional authority of the state legislators to determine the manner of choosing electors as plenary, and then here they say see the federal case mcpherson v blocker blacker from 19 or from 1892 also b uh, bush v gore 2000 then point 13 that the supreme court of the united states has even noted that quote whatever provisions may be made by statute or by the state constitution to choose electors by the people there is no doubt of the right of the legislature to resume the power at any time in Quote, I don't know how that could be more clear. And then see also Bush v. Gore, quote, the state, of course, after granting the franchise in the special context of Article 2, can take back the power to appoint electors, In quote. Uh, how could it be any more clear?
3: <clears throat> I, I hear you. And here's, here's Arizona's problem. In order to do that, we have to vote on it. We can't do it with a minority of our, our members, right? If, if that could happen, then Democrats could do it too. If we don't want to do it with a minority. We have to have a, a majority of the members. Arizona has a very slim majority where if one Republican in either House votes no, it doesn't pass. So when you have statements by our Speaker of the House um, and what he's saying, rather than seek a, a solution or, or come to the table and just you know hashes this out on, on social media, um, assigns election bills to 12 committees which is unprecedented and and makes you question uh, wh- why would why would we do that instead of instead of working with the members uh, about fixing yeah. the things you don't like we just uh, do things like this it's it's disappointing and and remember I talked about god earlier without god's help I, I'm not sure what's going to happen because we have some folks in our own caucus who have dug in who refuse to even discuss it and so it's going to take divine intervention to change minds so that we can change directions, so that we can reclaim them. You know, So we put forth to be on record these resolutions and, and hope and pray that as the evidence comes out, that their minds will be changed. As of today, that's not the case, but I'm not giving up. Representative Fincham's not giving up. The people who signed that resolution are not giving up. We believe God can... Um, Move mountains as he already has already has in this whole entire situation. This has never happened before I'm a believer. I know God's will um, Will will come about I just pray that it is uh, giving favor to these guys so that they will work with us and and bring this forth
0: here is the, the 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 actual Resolution for those who want to look it up, HCR 2033. You can look it up and find it online. And then there are the names of the representatives and the state senators that were involved. And you see uh, Senator Borelli, Senator Rogers, Senator Townsend. So HCR 2033. What has been the response in the news media there in Arizona? Has this, or have we given this more press attention in the last 24 hours than your own press in your own state?
3: Well, I, I've been pretty busy here. We've got a, a long agenda in in my committee doing elections bills. I, I briefly glanced over it. I didn't expect it to be favorable. Um, I, the thing I did say was, you know, they're trying to do something about this fraudulent audits. You know, this bogus audit. The, the the language they use uh, is clearly biased. It's no, we can't call it news. We can't call it media. It's just opinion. So uh, the opinion pieces that have come out, I, I can tell, are not going to be favorable. I, I honestly, um, I don't waste my time with them anymore. I just watch you guys and, and and focus on on some good solid news that's coming from alternative media because we don't expect actual news coming from mainstream media.
0: Um, has your governor said anything about this? We know we know the I, speaker of the house has. How about the governor or the attorney general? I haven't
3: heard anything yet. I haven't okay. heard anything from him yet.
0: And you're running for U.S. Congress, correct? That's correct. Tell our audience what district, where that is in Arizona.
3: So we have a district that has been drawn uh, from the redistricting process. It's the old Anne Kirkpatrick district. Prior to her was uh, Martha McSally in the area. It's the southern part of the state. It's, it's Congressional District 6. And so you have everywhere from Tombstone, Arizona, over to East Tucson, up to Casa Grande, uh, you know, the southeast corner, basically. Um, a large portion of the state in the southeast.
0: And so, how is it going for you? How many are you running against in the in the Republican Party for the for the primary?
3: Well, there's a long list. Uh, you know, um, there's there's a few that are are in there that um, have a little bit of name recognition because one of them has ran twice in the past. Um, we have the guy that's the favorite of Governor Ducey. Um, worked for the governor. Um, what's his name? During what's the time
0: what's who, who's the guy that's the favorite of Ducey?
3: I'm not sure I want to give him any airtime, but it is Juan Siskamani. I've heard he's a nice man, a uh, family man. Uh, but you know what? I've, uh, my biggest complaint about him is he worked for the governor during the pandemic while the governor was uh, not calling us to the table and ruled by executive order in, in violation of Article 4, Section 4, which guarantees you a, a representative form of government. None of the people had a representative to um, to speak for them while he was writing executive orders that had the power to put someone in, in jail. So because he stayed quiet, and the answer I'm hearing from people is, well, he worked for the governor. He didn't want to lose his job. So if you choose your job over your country, I, I can't support you.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Um, how are you doing? Are you doing any internal polling? How are you, if you, Do you have any idea where you're at?
3: Um, I know that I have 70% name ID uh, according to the OH predictive polls, which is extremely high. Um, that that name ID uh, amongst that is high likability. Uh, we've done a small poll, um, a, a small sampling initially where I was doing quite well, and I know someone else um, was saying that they felt that I was doing well as far as the polling but I can't see that Uh, you know I'm not aware of it I can't be told exactly what it is so we'll wait and see if anybody publishes anything Um, but I I feel very strong um, going forward I know President Trump has said good things about me and my run for Congress and I'm very appreciative for that so uh, I think we're off off to excellent start
0: good and your primary is in August right
3: Yes, August second, uh, I believe, and the the early ballots go out in July, early July.
0: Okay, so where where do you think this a resolution that we've been talking about tonight, where does it go next?
3: Well, it has to be assigned to a committee. Um, we had an, another election bill that got assigned to twelve committees. If it gets signed to more than one committee, um, it, it basically that's a sign from the speaker that he doesn't like it, and it usually dies. The, um, the other election bill got signed to 12 committees. Wait no a minute, are you saying the,
0: the same bill gets assigned to 12 committees?
3: That's what I was saying. Yeah, the John Fillmore bill, um, you know, that was the one, one day, one vote, no machines, all of that, you know. It was, it was a large bill, a package bill, and the speaker didn't like it, and so he assigned it to 12 committees, which makes it impossible to get, you know. If the chairman of those committees um, didn't, weren't afraid of the speaker, perhaps they would release the bill so that it would only be in one committee, but I, I don't know if that would happen. But I expect more of the same with this bill. Um, this has never been done in Arizona history, so this speaker is kind of an enigma as to why, what, what, he, what he's thinking, why he would go to that extreme. To, uh, to show his displeasure for our bill. I mean, if, if I were in a position of leadership, I would want to work with that um, sponsor of the bill to say, here's what we could do to where we could move this bill forward instead of just doing something
0: like that. Can these voting machine companies, and do they, give money to candidates?
3: Well, any business cannot give a a donation to a candidate, but any business can give money to a PAC and then the PAC gives the money to the candidate. So it would be interesting to see
0: uh, if
3: there's any of that going on. I do know um, that I remember reading about Dominion that they had a lobbyist firm and sitting on the board of the lobbyist firm was the I believe the son of Nancy Pelosi. You'd have to fact check me on that. But the lobbying firm for Dominion has a board of directors and on that board of directors at one point was a relative, if not the son of Nancy Pelosi.
0: So what we should what our audience could do is do some checking in public filings to see if Any of these candidates in any of these states or any of these elected officials in any of these states, if any of them have received any money from any of the voting machine companies through any of the PACs, correct?
3: That would be very interesting. I I would want to know a lot about these companies, Um, what other countries have they ran elections for? Um, What did those elections look like? Who was president at the time of those elections in certain countries? (laughs) I mean, there's a lot to know about these companies and what their goals are and what's happening here in the United States now that they're running elections here.
0: Absolutely. Okay. We've had your website up there, kellytownsend.com, kellytownsend.com. They can find about your run for U.S. Congress on that website, correct?
3: That is correct. And your viewers have been very generous uh, to help with our campaign. And we're going to continue to need more help as we go up against uh, big money um, and uh, those who are supported by um, basically the establishment. So uh, if you can, I would appreciate your help.
0: Well, I know our audience appreciates you. You've been coming on here almost since the first day we went on the air. You've been on here so much, plus our radio. So thank you so much for all you're doing. Please keep us posted, and you're welcome back here anytime. As soon as you have breaking news, let us know. We'll get you right back on.
3: Thank you, Brian. I I really appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Senator Kelly Townsend checking in our website, kellytownsend.com. Now, as we get ready to wrap up, remember, Mike is out tonight with some important meetings in Florida. Uh, We hope he can make it and be back with us tomorrow night, and we think he can. So holding down the fort tonight, but Mike should be back tomorrow. But just know he's in some important meetings and uh, could not be here. Now, tonight, I am going to have on, uh, uh, i got a lot of guests on tonight. I'm going to start out with uh, Ian. What's Ian's name again, Logan? He was the own, Logan, So Ian Smith. Well, that's easy enough. He he owned the, the uh, workout club in New Jersey, right, Logan? gym a gym yeah it's also a workout club and uh you've been following him on social media or something you said for like a year so logan's fine like ten thousand twelve thousand dollars a day for keeping his gym open you guys remember this guy right he made national news i think he's in one of my documentaries so i'm going to interview him tonight uh he'll be on first guest up then annie cyrus is coming on on Brighton house live to talk about billions of dollars the biden regime is going to unfreeze and give to the Iranian government, the same government that is talking about potential terrorist attacks on Israel and America, uh, America being the great Satan to them. Uh, Why would you do that? Why would you do that, Biden regime? Uh, I think we know the answer we'll talk about tonight. Ali Schultz will join us. She has um, been working with many groups across the country related to these mandates, and uh, she was in studio with us uh, just just uh, a year ago, this past June. She'll be with us. Then Sharona Bishop will join us, America's americasmoms.net, to talk about the FBI today following and detaining uh, county clerk of Mesa County, Tina Peters, cuffing her and throwing her in the back of a squad car for a while, we're told. We'll get an update. She was on my radio show today, but we asked her to come on tonight on Brandon House Live to give an update. And guess what we're going to have tonight, folks? We have been given and I think we'll be the first outlet to show it, the exclusive footage, I'm told, of the FBI cuffing and uh, doing what they did to Tina Peters today. I understand we have the the video footage, right, Logan? Yep, that's what he's heard, too. Well, you better grab it because she sent it to you. Um, uh, Then we're going to be joined by Jason Pratt, who runs a gun shop. Uh, out of his house a legal gun store he says he's complying with all the laws uh, and yet some of the neighbors don't like him running his uh, gun store Uh, they're making a huge deal out of it he was with us the other night supposedly a town council meeting was had about this last night so we'll get an update from him also if time allows i do want to play for you a clip by what is reported to be another uh, a former executive of blackrock Claiming that what's going on here, folks, is a global collapse is coming. A global collapse is coming, and part of the whole coronavirus mandates and cracking down on people is to get uh, control of everyone, so there's not as much rioting when the economy collapses. Now, this guy is reported to have been a, ma- a major leader in BlackRock, and he give—if you guys know anything about BlackRock, that's a huge group, financial group. He's warning that we're headed for a massive global collapse. Well, that's interesting. Who's been saying that for? Uh, a few decades yeah yours truly uh and my series on sunday nights the great collapse is necessary for the great reset that's what they're doing the great reset but they have to have the great collapse to get everybody to agree to the great reset well now he's coming out on video on social media i want to play that for you tonight in the first few minutes of brandon house live all that tonight starts at seven thirty central time Seven thirty central time brandon house live that's my lineup tonight busy lineup this has been the lindell report Again, I'm sitting in for Mike Lindell. If you appreciate what Mike is doing and you appreciate this network, we do need your support. Please go to mypillow.com and use the promo code L77. We'll begin now with the Worldview Report and then in 30 minutes, Brandon House Live with that lineup I've mentioned. Thanks for watching the Lindell Report. I am Brandon House in for Mike Lindell. Thanks for watching, take care. You're watching Lindell TV.